You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome on into the High Hopes podcast. It is Jack Fritz. It is John Marks. A groggy John Marks here in the, in the middle of the night as the Phillies are coming off of a series loss in Atlanta. Uh, the Braves took two of three. And that beady-eyed Ryan Flaherty torched us again, Johnny. Yeah, remember last year when the the the, the, the stat that was if the Phillies would have played just the Braves, they would have been had like 110 wins or something like that. Well, they're getting back this year for uh, for the, the success the success the, the Phillies have had. But yeah, frustrating. One of those games, frustrating games. A, a typical Vince Velasquez game tonight. Yeah, it was, but. It, even though it was a typical Velasquez start, there was some encouraging signs. Uh, and but, but of course, when things went tough, Velasquez crumbled like he usually does. But there was some encouraging signs. There was some signs of his game down in Tampa. Uh, he showed some good off speed early. Uh, and then really, when he when he starts getting behind, when he starts getting flustered, he starts relying on that fastball a little bit too much, and that's when he starts getting just just ripped around because then you know it's guys aren't uh, uh, you know they're not caught off guard at all by his curveball by his by his changeup that I guess he's learning. There were some encouraging signs from Velasquez, uh, but yeah, it, it turned into a classic Velasquez start pretty quickly. Well, so I'm I'm looking at and watching the game, and I'm thinking. Man, maybe I was a little bit, a um, little bit too hard on Vince. Uh, I, I think one of the, I don't know, the last thing we did, or, or recently, where I was saying like, yeah, you know, he's a, you know, he got good stuff, but I, I, I never believed that he's going to be a starting pitcher in this league. I never actually have the, the confidence. And you know, he was, he, he was going through four, had six strikeouts, gave up nothing through four, but then the fifth inning came. Um, you know, listen. He, he, even despite the loss, he gave up the three earned runs. Even despite that, he did look good. So um, it, it is encouraging. But again, if, if 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 we're talking about whether or not I think that he is ever going to develop into a bona fide starting pitcher in this league that we can count on, and you're looking for a third guy in this lineup. Uh, I still look at Pavetta as probably a guy I would I would lean on or think that's going to be your guy more than Velasquez. But again, he has looked good so far, so you do have to give him a um, do have to give him the credit because he has had a good start to the season. Yeah, what'd you make of uh, Pavetta's start uh, a couple nights ago? I mean, him and Velasquez have kind of been in the same conversation ever since the season has started. They need one of those guys to really pop if they want to make a, a little run here towards a wild card. Uh, you buying into Pavetta? Uh, I thought he looked really solid two nights ago, but I, I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, he looked good. Um, 
I think that when he's when he's striking out a lot of guys, it's great and it's not good at the same time, because he he's he's now looking for strikeouts. He's now trying to strike out guys. And watching him this year, it seems like that even though he has he still has good strikeout numbers, he's okay with just getting guys out. So he's learning. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm guilty of this as a, as a lot of fans are. We want guys just to develop into. To starting pitchers, good starting pitchers in the majors immediately, and what you realize is that it can take some years for guys that have good stuff to really understand the mental aspect of their job. And I think Velasquez, it's it it it, it weaves perfectly into it. This is a mental thing with him. He's got the stuff, but he he self destructs in an inning or he gets into a jam. And you said it a couple minutes ago. He he goes fastball, fastball. He's fastball heavy, becomes predictable, and that's where he gives up the big home runs. That's where he's walking guys. But um, but yeah, Pavetta looks good. Pavetta looks good. If you're looking for a third guy, um, he he so far has been the guy that I think that that really can can be the one to step up so far. Yeah, and what what impressed me about Pavetta two nights ago was when when he, when things started going south for him in the past, it would just unravel just like that. I mean, it would yeah. be it'd be three it'd be three innings of really solid stuff. You'd be like, wow, this guy could be really good. And then uh, the, as soon as one little thing went wrong, Pavetta would fall apart. The other night, he wasn't really locating that well. Uh, his curveball didn't have the same bite. He wasn't locating his fastball to either side of the plate. He was leaving a bunch of fastballs up and away. But by the fourth and fifth inning, he really, really settled in. And it was it was an important – I thought it was a, a bit of a moment watching him. And I was like, this is a guy who his stuff wasn't working early. He adjusted and ended up making a really, really solid start. And I, I feel like the Ariette effect has had the most effect on Nick Pavetta. Well, coincidence, um, it's, it's certainly not helping or, or not hurting, that's for sure. But you're right. There's going to be starts that you go out there and you don't have your best stuff and you have to grind it through five or six innings to try to keep your team in it. And he, you know, he, he, did, he did more than that. He did. He gave you the five innings, but he, he not only kept in the game, he, he gave you the lead. Um, so... Very encouraging sign. They used to, it was, this was just this was last night that Pavetta. It feels like it was so many nights ago, but it was just last night that he pitched. Yeah, uh, and, and then he he the Capitals used the entire bullpen, like literally for for I, I don't know how one two he's, three four five so he was seven guys. He's made more double switches in, in the first like three weeks of the season than I ever remember in the history of baseball. <laughs> With the good comes the bad. Yeah. And, um, you know he's gonna. He, it worked, by the way. They won the game. It so you, you, you can't you can't argue with the results, but it, it makes for longer games. Um, but hey, Pavetta gave you five innings, and uh, Velasquez gave you some innings tonight, so the bullpen's not totally taxed. And obviously, last night was another uh, Reese Hoskins is clutch, and I'm so glad he's he's on our team. Uh, moment for the Phils. He had a huge uh, late inning uh, bases clearing double. The guy, him, him more than any in, in years past. Reese Hoskins and Scott Kingery seem like two guys that, when the pressure's on, they're going to come through for 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 the team when they need them. When they need them, I'm surprised. You know, the Kingery, we were talking briefly today uh, when I was leaving and you were coming on, and and I had Larry Anderson on today, and he was really kind of raving about Scott Kingery. Uh, King, no, no doubt, in my mind, Kingery's going to be the guy, and it's going to be. The, the when we're doing this podcast for many years to come, he's going to be one of the guys that is featured. Uh, he, he's still a rookie. 
Uh, he, he he's not totally lighting the world on fire. So I, I I like the fact he plays multiple positions. I still don't know about him defensively at shortstop. Definitely uh, for, not for entire games. I'm surprised Kapler goes to him as much as he does. They clearly don't. They don't value defense. I mean, if if we're looking at this objectively, they don't really care about defense. If they're moving Kingery all over the place, they're bringing in Carlos Santana to play first base and putting Hoskins out in left field. They are clearly they're, they're taking the lineup depth over defense. Yeah, I, and it's the one position that you normally wouldn't mess with is shortstop um, when you're when you're talking about bringing a guy in. Like Kingery, I means just not a shortstop. In a, in a pinch, in a bind, you can put him there. But Kapler has shown he does not care. He will put him in there. Cesar Hernandez, he hasn't played a lot of short, but I guess he's another guy that could do it. Uh, but he, it, yeah, listen, Kingery has showed to be adequate certainly when he does play, but he's been caught out of position. Um, in in a lot of places because it's not his natural position. So when things break down and things out of the ordinary happy happen, he's he's going to be out of position. So we've seen it a couple times so far. But you know, Kingery's a guy that's, that that can play multiple positions, which I guess is good. Cesar has been the most consistent player as far as on base percentage and getting on getting on base at the top of the lineup. So um, you know I don't have complaints. Reese Hoskins is even when he's not hitting, he's getting walks. Um, so his, his, he's, he's, he's even better than, than I think a lot of people think or thought he was going to be. He a might, good start to the season. He might, he, like he might be Joey Votto with power. I mean, the, the OBP, the, the hit tool, the walk tool, and the power, like he, he could, we might be underrating how good this guy could be. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I think Votto's underrated at, at just even mentioning him. I mean, I think... The average fan would say, like, oh, yeah, Joey Votto's an all-star type player, but maybe the devil's in the details. Well, why is he an all-star type player? Well, he's an all-star type player because he's, he's, he has a great approach to play. He does have some power, although he's not hitting 40, 45 home runs uh, consistently anymore. But he just he knows what he's doing at the plate, and, and Hoskins is, is that guy from the right side that every time he comes up, you're going to get a professional at bat. And um, between him and O'Double, it's a pretty nice punch in the middle of that order. Yeah, and Abdul, I mean, he was in the news again this week. He had the, the rough game, I think it was Monday night, when he got thrown out at second base, trying to stretch a single into a double, didn't slide. But I don't know. I think people are just harping on that a little bit too much. When I saw it, he seemed like he was just caught in between whether or not he wanted to slide or wanted to go in head first. I don't think it was a he's not hustling, he's trying to get thrown out thing. I thought people overblew that a little bit. But, I mean, people overblow everything with Abdul. It's, it's super frustrating. And then late in the game, it's probably his ball with the Aaron Altair play, but I'd rather Altair making that play. I just wish there was a better communication. Like, wh- where are you at on Abdul? Like, are you on the th- are you on the the side of he's a good player? You got to live with the mistakes, or are you uh, get him out of town? You can't win with this guy. Oh no, that that's uh, that's silly. And w- Thank when you. listen, you you watch him every night, and he can be frustrating sometimes. Sometimes he's Abdul being Abdul. There's just a, he, that's what he is. He's he can be a bubblehead sometimes. There's no doubt about it. But this whole thing, where oh, he got his contract and now he's done, or he sounds does like the Covington he, stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you you really get it. He he's this is not lack of hustle. This is not lack of trying. This is I got my con. This is not I got my contract and I'm out and I'm not. He is a talented player that can really start this lineup up. But when 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 Oduble is going and he's going well. You can see the difference, what he brings to this lineup. Defensively, he's still an above-average 
at the very least, defensive center fielder who's going to make knucklehead plays from time to time. It's frustrating. You hope as he gets older that he, he reduces and eliminates those. They're still going to be there. I think that's, that's just going to be a part of his game. But you live with those things when he's doing the other things that he does. So I know I'm I'm a big Odubel fan, and uh, you know there's a, there's a reason why that that he's one of the he, he's he's as talented as he is. I'm a big fan. Yeah, and it's it's just super frustrating. Like when you hear the broadcast team, and he does one thing wrong, and they act like it's it's World War Three. It is it is infuriating. The guy is batting. 328 with a 381 OBP. He's getting on base. He's working counts. He makes he has one bad game, and everyone just like, well, see, can't win with this guy. All the Abdul haters come out of the woodworks, and they're like, well, see, this is a guy you can't you can't win with. Here's the thing: if a guy's going to give me 328 with a 381 OBP, maybe 15 to 20 homers, hopefully 15 to 20 steals, and Gold Glove caliber defense in center field, I will take the the maybe one or two miscues a week that people just can't seem to get over. Yeah, you're going you're to be fine with Odubel. You can win with him, and no, you know it's sometimes it's it's that guys like Carlos Santana and other guys, veterans on the teams, need to reel him back in. You're still talking about a guy that's going to play the season at 20, he's 26. He's going to play the whole season, the whole entire season at 26 years old. I know. Remember that he's still he's still a mid 20s guy that has a great approach at the plate. So you're not just talking about a, a, a guy that's swinging out of his cleats trying to hit home runs when he makes contact. Uh, Franco, uh, he's, he's not like that. It's the guy that, that that has a great approach to the plate. So yeah, you're gonna have to deal with some some maybe some extra nonsense with him sometimes, but it's well worth it. Yeah, and one of the things that I thought was really good this week is is I I feel as if this Phillies team has handled Abdul in a better way. Whereas like I feel like Pete McCannon last year would have been like, yeah, just Abdul being Abdul, and he just he wouldn't have done anything about it. I like how Kapler approached it, and what I really liked was how Reese Hoskins came up to him in the outfield and was just like. Hey man, keep being you. We got your back. We like th- there was a whole we got your back thing with Abdul, and keeping him in the right state of mind will get you the consistency you need out of uh, out of Abdul. Because when he's consistent, when he's working pitches, when he's fouling off and being a pest, I mean the guy was an all star two years ago. So I, I, I've I've been really impressed with how the team has handled Abdul from from Kapler to his his teammates. Yeah, and and uh, you know it's funny he's. When you look at his his uh, the the Phillies are the Phillies are coming out with an Abdul Herrera hat for um for for what is, is it coming up this weekend? I think so. Um, yeah, I think they they advertised it tonight, so I'm pretty sure. Is it so? The Cindy Webster of our um, WIP came by with some hats, uh, and for you know for kids 12 and under, you remember as a kid going to the ballpark and getting the shirt or the hat or the bat or whatever, and but it's an Abdul Herrera hat with like kind of an Abdul emoji on the front of it cartoon face on the back it says Odubel and it really like you look at it and it's like you know what he is an, he's an emoji <laughs> he is he's just they, they, he's he, he, I don't think that he, he certainly doesn't mean any harm and I don't think his teammates look at him and are like oh my god this guy is just you know he's killing the team and guys don't like him but he really is if you think of him like that he's an emoji Odubel Herrera you can't you can't get angry and take it too seriously he's got to learn He's hopefully going to learn. He's still making mistakes, and maybe he makes more mistakes than than, than an average guy. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's he's a fun, exciting player, and I'll take that every day of the week over over a guy that maybe is a little bit steadier, but doesn't have it doesn't have the upside. He's kind of it's kind of like having Shane Victorino be your best player. 
of the best player on your team. Like Shane Victorino was a knucklehead for most of his career here. It's just that he was masked by the Utley, Howard, Worth, Rollins, those guys. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. He, he, um, he you, you were, you were able to see with Victorino. You were able to see or really pay attention to a lot of his the great stuff that he did. Yeah. Rather than getting thrown out trying to steal base, uh, steal, try to steal second base with um, you know a runner on third or or trying to go first to third with uh, with with two outs and getting thrown out of third base. He used to make mistakes like that all the time. He never really learned. He he didn't. And and I, and I love Shane. Hopefully, um, Odubel starts learning some of these things. Yeah. Uh, where's your uh, Where's your confidence meter at the one struggling Carlos Santana, the big money? You know, sixty million dollars so far this year. He's batting one thirty six with a two sixty OBP, two homers. But I will say, in his defense, in his defense, he's been also probably the most unlucky hitter in baseball. He's had a couple uh, wind batted down home runs that, if it was yep. warmer out, they, they go out at Citizens Bank Park. Are you Are you worried about Carlos Santana, or he's been one of the most consistent offensive players in the sport for the last ten years? Uh, he'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried. And the the Odubel emoji cap is Sunday, April 22nd. So yeah, this Beautiful. Sunday against the Pirates, uh, children 14 and under get the hat. Anyway, um, I'm not worried about Santana at all. And it doesn't mean that he's going to hit 250 with 30 home runs this season. I, I you know, it, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But you know, it, I, I said this to LA today. We had Larry Anderson on the show every Wednesday, at three, and uh, he's talking about like, oh, you know, they're averaging six hits and. If you take out the 20 runs that they had in that one game, and you know, I kind of said, well, you know, LA, it's um, it's not hitting weather yet, as Charlie Manuel used to say. Not hitting weather. When you play games in 35, 40 degree weather on average in the first however many games of the season, guys, some guys just aren't comfortable. Some guys just, I think, as a whole, the lineup. You know, you're up going up there, and it's a 30-degree night, and you're going up against a guy that throws 95, 96, 97, and he's bringing it in on your hands. You want to be up there hitting with a guy throwing near 100 when it's 30 degrees out? Um, so I think that's part of it. But like you said, the other thing, he's made good contact. It's, he's just been hitting the ball at guys. So the approach of the plate's still good. Um, he, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. I still am very firmly behind. I think it was a great signing by Clentac. Three years. You're not talking about huge, huge money. A consistent player. It's baseball. It's 162 games, so you got to wait. Um, you know, last year with Odubel, he was brutal. He was brutal for a stretch. By the end of the season, he put up Odubel numbers, so let's see what happens with Santana. I'm not all that worried. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, it's just that it has been a super frustrating start to the season. It's been a super frustrating start for him. Uh, and another guy, I've been like this guy, I was I was super high on heading into the season. But man, Jorge Alfaro looks completely lost at the plate. He, he, I feel like it's either a strikeout or a home run. Like that's pretty much what we're getting at this point. He had obviously the two late hits in the in the Rays series, but he's clearly struggling right now. And I think I think he was almost in tears last night on the bench. So. Uh, where are you at on Alfaro? Are you worried about the K's? Do you think he's ready? I don't know. I, I'm starting to waver on my Jorge Alfaro love. Um. Well, it, his it, if you followed his minor league career, he was never a guy that that you raved about his approach at the plate. I know last year when he came up, he um, 
he, he looked better with that. He did have more walks. We've seen the great raw power. Again, I'm more concerned about what he's doing behind the plate defensively right now than I am with anything else. I, 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 I want to see what he's, like, what he's doing calling a staff. I think having Arietta back there, having a veteran starter as opposed to a bunch of young guys helps because you have two young uh, starting catchers. You don't have the old guy that, that is in there and is hitting 150, but he's in there because he knows how to handle a staff. You have two young guys, too, and you have a bunch of young starters. So Arietta really helps with that. But with Alfaro, you just have to, you have to realize that sometimes you just got to let a guy figure it out. You gotta let him go up there and have his struggles, and by game 130, you're hoping that he, he's figured it out and he's a streaky hitter. He might be also Jack be one of these guys that that once it gets hot out, once it gets June, July, that's where he's that's where he's starting to to really get hot. I, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you this: I, I'm not breaking any I'm not breaking any news with this. I would never throw him a fastball. I would go up there all speed pitch left yeah. and right, and, and he's just the, the, the listen. The, the, the league knows what to do with guys. It's the adjustment that he's going to need to make. So, can he make guys throw him fastballs? He's going to have to learn at the plate. Right now, he's struggling a little bit. All right. So, before we uh, preview the uh, the Pirates series, let's get a quick uh, bullpen stock report. Let me give you let me give you some names, and you give me your trust in these guys. Yaxal Rios. Do you trust him yet? Well. Um, I, I'm not going to give full trust. Definitely has a live arm. Has some good stuff. Yep. He, he, he's getting there. He's getting there. Let's see what his secondary pitch is, if he can consistently do it. I know his change up the other night um, it was kind of flat. He's, they, 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 Kapler likes him against left-handed batters because he's got a, he's got a good change up. Didn't have a good feel for it the other night. But Rios, I like what I see so far out of Rios. Yeah. Live arm, good stuff. Definitely got a live arm. His fastball looks like it's hard to pick up. It's only 94, but... It, uh, the way his arm action is, it seems like hitters can't pick up on it that well. Uh, definitely needs to learn some off-speed pitches. Would you would you think he'd be the odd man out once Tommy Hunter is, is back in the fold here? I mean, I know he had a rehab start yet or rehab start, I guess, yesterday. Do you think Do you think at the moment Rios would be the odd man out? Seems that way, right? He he'd be the first one out. I, I um, yeah. Trying to think. Yeah, yeah Hutchinson have to be Rios. Yeah, I don't. I think they want Hutchinson in there for long relief if, if a starter can't go deep into a game. So I, I think Rios will probably be the odd man out. Hobie Milner uh, came in tonight, hit hit Freddie Freeman. Looks like Freeman might be out for a while just because it hit him right in the wrist, and that's exactly where he got hit last year. Yeah. And I know, I know, Gabe Kapler said he's nasty, brother. But man, Hobie Milner against lefties, he's I guess he's okay. You can't leave him in there against righties. That's an issue. That's going to be an issue if he can't take it. Because, you know, the, the, the whole reason why managers stack their lineups left, right, left, or they'll throw a switch hitter in there is to prevent bringing in guys like Kobe Milner that lefties have a really tough time picking up. So Milner's going to have to get right-handed batters at. He's just going to have to. There's not a lot of teams out there where you just have left, 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 and you can bring them in there. And I, I mean, I, 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 agree, I agree with you. No, he, 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 I guess, I guess he, unless he really continues to blow up, he's going to, he's going to be here. But do, do I feel confident with him coming in the game? <laughs> Absolutely not. I do not. And he's still a, a relatively young pitcher, but I mean, he's not that young. So he's got to figure out how to get those righties out. 
Edebrey Ramos, uh, he he shows flashes every single time he pitches. He has one pitch where I'm like, man, he could be so good. But I I tell you what, I I just don't trust him yet. I don't I don't trust Edebrey Ramos just yet in high leverage situations. Um. Well, remember last year, every it seemed like he lost every decision that that he that came up, and like you said, high leverage eighth inning. Do you feel confident bringing him in? I agree with you. I don't feel confident, but so far he's passed the test. And you're talking about back-of-the-bullpen guys, and they're going to be getting their veterans back, so I don't think you're going to have to rely on him as much in the eighth inning. But back-of-the-bullpen guys need swing-and-miss stuff. He's got swing-and-miss stuff. He's got electric stuff. It's just whether or not mentally he can come in there and not self-destruct. And I'm not there yet with him. I'm with you. But at least I know he's got the stuff, and he has looked electric at times this year. One hundred percent. I can't. I buried the lead here. I buried the lead. Victor Arano, who I am growing an affection for very fast because <laughs> this guy—he's throwing a perfect game so far this year. Uh, he looks—he can locate his fastball ninety-four both sides of the plate. He's got a, a really nice slider slash curveball. He kind of—he he looks. Mike Angelina said this earlier. He looks like Roberto Asuna from from the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he looks like a guy that can come out of the bullpen and, and stop a fire. I hope they start putting him in in more high leverage situations. I'm all the all aboard the Victor Arano hype train. Well, so when when the Phillies tr- uh, signed. Uh, Signed uh, Hunter in the in the um, in the in the off season. One of the reasons I was kind of like I was a little bit disappointed that they spent money and they brought back Nishek, um was because I liked what I saw out of Arano last year. Uh, and you know, I was like, well, I, I remember someone said to me on Twitter, it was like, well, what's your problem with signing Hunter? What's your problem with bringing Nishek back? I'm like, well. I like seeing the, the young guys in September. Well, which one, one guy you talk about? It was Arano. It was. I really liked what I saw out of Arano. The Phillies did, too. They protected him. They put him on the 40-man roster. And you're seeing the reason why right now. Now, is, is, is he going to be a guy that, that you know, he, he has three pitches that he can throw at any time for strikes? No. He's probably going to be, like you said, he's got that, he's got that curved slider. And he's got a fastball. That's all he, needs. he knows how to pitch. He knows how to pitch. So, um, again, you want to wait until the rest of the league gets a book on him and then says, okay, well, this is how we're going to react to him. But I wouldn't expect Arano. I mean, I don't think he's going to be dead. He, he's good. Just like with a lot of relievers, you go through stretches where you struggle a little bit, you come back down to earth. I expect that to happen, but I don't expect him to fall apart. Arano is a guy you're going to be able to count on for many years. I'm a fan. Yeah, and his mechanics are consistent. They're not overwhelming. It doesn't seem like it's a, a very stressful mechanics-wise. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's putting that much pressure on his arm. So uh, easy mechanics, repeatable mechanics, easy mechanics uh, lead to consistency and, and good health. So, yeah, all aboard the Victor the Victor Arano hype train. Adam Morgan, I can't believe he's good. Like uh, Adam Morgan is a guy that I completely trust right now, and I can't believe I'm, I'm actually saying those <laughs> that sentence. Yeah, it was the success he had last year, and actually, if you're a listener to uh, to baseball in in Philadelphia, baseball sports talk in Philadelphia, baseball George, all right, who who passed away in the off season. If you didn't hear this, everybody, baseball George uh, passed in the was it the end of the Philly season or the off season? Um, but anyway, he was 
um, in the final out last year, uh, the the post game show that I hosted, he used to call in and say that Adam Morgan should be a starting pitcher in 2018. He said you need a you need a left handed starter since the Phillies haven't had a left handed starter in a couple of years. Morgan should be the guy. I totally disagree. What he has what he has figured out to what that he can be in the majors as a left handed reliever is uh, he he's almost like a power arm in the back of that bullpen. He's throwing ninety five. Yeah, yeah, he, he's and and the ninety and, and you know Jack the ninety five is even I think is even faster when it, when it's coming up on guys and I, I, I'm amazed too. I don't know where it came from. I don't know some some guys you just put in the bullpen and that fastball jumps just enough to make them a little bit of a difference maker. So it seems like that happened with Adam Morgan. And the other thing is that he just figured it out. He said, all right, and, and you know what? Like, I, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do to get guys out. He's been, he has been – now, he had, had, had a rough outing or two this year, but as far as everything that I've seen out of him, absolutely go multiple innings. He's a guy that you're not afraid to throw in there in the sixth inning, the seventh inning. If you want him in the eighth, you want him seventh and eighth, and, and the, the, he's going to get a lot of – a lot of appearances and a lot of innings this year with Gabe Kapler being the manager. So, hey, this this bullpen has a real chance to be a strength of the team, and they've looked pretty good so far. Yeah, and Adam Morgan's a guy where if if your starter gets in trouble or it's a high leverage spot and a lefty's coming up and you have like a, you're trying to protect like a one run lead, here comes Adam Morgan with his he got, he has he's developed into a wipeout slider, which again I didn't see coming. But 94 to 96 with a wipeout slider. And he's also developing this little two seam that's starting to go underneath the bats of left handed hitters at like 92, which, I mean, mm-hmm. if, he can, if he can master that, Adam Morgan is going to be a force for this Phillies team, which, again, can't believe I'm saying. Uh, Luis Garcia is, is, a, is a guy who has all the stuff. It seems like his mechanics are a little out of whack. His, 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 his velocity has been there, but the accuracy hasn't really been there. He is a super wild card because when he's on, he could be an all-star level uh, reliever, and when he's off, he he, he is all he's over off. the place. He is off. Yep. So, Luis, I'm kind of in a holding pattern on, on his stock. I'm a Lou guy. I'm I'm, I'm a big Lou Garcia guy. Yeah, you know, he when the Phillies brought him in, he was pitching in the independent league. Yeah, he was. I guess he might have been in Long Island, Long Island Ducks uh, with old where came the Rim Sharks were in that same. In that same uh, that same league, but now, Lou Garcia has you had said it. You'll go through stretches where you're like, "Wow, man!" Like he's got a heavy fastball, he's got good stuff. You feel good putting him out there, and then something goes wrong with him, and and he just he's the last guy that you want in there. But he listen, he he's in his thirties now, so he's not one of these young guys that you're bringing up, and you're like, "Oh, he's still a young pitcher." I think he kind of is what he is. He's one of those guys where. Where he's going right, use him and right use him frequently. Yeah. If he's off, eh, be ready to pull him. Be ready to bring him in for a batter and make sure you have somebody else warming up there. But he's he's going to be another guy that um, that that I think Kapler's going to use. And he's if he if he if he knows when when to bring him in and he's pushing the right buttons with these guys in the bullpen, I think he can be an effective guy to use. But. Now he's the, oh, you, calling him a wild card is a uh, is a pretty good term for him because he really is a wild card. If you had to rank these three guys in in, in high leverage spot, it's a one run lead in the nine, in the eighth inning. Who are you bringing in first between Aranos, Ramo, Arano, Ramos, or Luis Garcia? Uh, probably uh, Ramos and Garcia are in the same boat 
with me. And Arano hasn't done it as long, but he just seems like the most consistent, easy delivery, knows what he's trying to do, is not trying to do too much. Uh, Arano, oh man, I guess i got to go Ramos and then Garcia. Interesting. But it's pretty close between Garcia and, and Ramos. But Arano is one of my guys right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, how do you feel about the closer? Uh, you, you, are you nervous every time he comes in the game? Because because I am. Yeah, he he um, he, he doesn't have a lot of confidence in that fastball on some nights, and you see that last blown save. It was just it's splitter, 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 splitter. Got out of it. They ended up winning an extra innings. But uh, I I would imagine that that Gabe Kapler agrees with us, and uh, you know, he he's He's not your prototypical closer. He's not a guy that you, you that you say like, oh, well, he's on, he's coming in, he's blowing guys away. I think Naris will go through periods where he does have more confidence in in his pitches, but you know, right now he is. He, I do not feel great when he comes in the game. I can't, so, and, and I'm assuming the manager doesn't either. When I saw the stat that he he had saved, I think 21 or 22 straight uh, games, I I thought it was fake news. Like there's no, <laughs> like there's no way that's true. But I I guess it is true. I still I I I, I couldn't trust Hector Neris less less. And I think he's good in like a, a setup role. Uh, but him as a closer is just like no, I I, I don't see it. Yeah, well, it did, given the opportunity to really give a ringing endorsement. It, it hasn't happened with, well, it at least didn't happen in spring training where you kind of got the, the feeling that it could be a, a closer by committee type thing. But listen, he, he had, a, he had a, a pretty good season last year and uh, so far not off to the greatest start. But here's the, here's the thing. If he's not pitching well, it's not going to take Kapler long before you're seeing Arano in there as the, start, as the closer for all we know. So we'll see. Yep. All right, moving on to the the Pirates, the Pirates series. The Pirates are coming into down to, to town tomorrow night. The Phils are wearing the baby blues. It's gonna be an exciting night down at the ballpark. I love the baby blues. Arietta in baby blue is, is it's a good look. It's a good it's look. beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know the 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 baby blues people didn't like when when they were wearing them in the eighties. Right. It was it was an ugly uniform, but now that we're you know, we're in two thousand eighteen, it's like oh, love the uniform, love the uniform, and I do too. Um, the the pirates really the, the, the pirates uniform hasn't been that different, right? Same, pretty much same uniform it's been for. Yeah, they God used knows to how be, long they didn't change it up much. Did they? Well, the hats used to be really crazy in what, like the seventies. Yeah, in the, the We Are Family Pirates, but uh, other than that, no, they've been pretty much the same. Maybe they will wear the the the, the We Are Family Pirates uniform tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow we have a, a super fun matchup. Arietta versus Jamison Tyon. I was one year off on the Jamison Tyon breakout. I, I, I overdrafted him last year in fantasy. He has come back to burn me this year. He has a .89 ERA, John. One complete game. One complete game shutout. Uh, the guy's allowed nine hits in the entire year. Uh, Jamison Tyon is, is in the middle of a full-out breakout. So tomorrow, him versus Arietta is, is, is one to definitely keep your eye on. Yeah, and looking forward to seeing what Jake looks like uh, coming out there um, where he's had, he's had a couple starts under uh, behind him, didn't have spring training. So I, I'm curious to see how he looks pitching at home, got some juice going, probably feeling better about everything. So um, it, good matchup. Pirates have been good this year. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people expected, oh, well, they got rid of their, their, their big players and this is going to be a rebuilding year. Still early in the season, but the returns on them are – are, are are pretty good. I mean, they 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 look like that that they have a real chance to win some games this year. So, um, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and it's definitely helped that I was also one year off on the Gregory Polanco breakout. Uh, Gregory Polanco has been has been unbelievable this year. Arietta, um, not striking out too many guys. He only struck out one guy on the on the raise, which isn't isn't great. But I feel like he's he's still in spring training where he's just trying to pitch the contact, trust his infield, and we'll see the uh, we'll see the K start piling up maybe in two or three starts. Is that where you're at with Arietta? Um. Well, I mean, he he definitely the 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 case for nine had you know he's not it's not the Arietta three years ago. I don't think it's going to be. No, definitely not. I, I don't I don't see a massive change change in his velocity. I know it's been down some. I'm not going to say considerably, but a couple ticks. Um, at this point, he may need to turn into a pitcher that doesn't rely on the strikeout as much, and I think he can do that because he knows what he's doing, and he's a he's a pitcher, not just a thrower. Um, but but I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see that breakout game, and he's probably still getting a feel for for his pitches and his location, being that he didn't have spring training, but. Hey, we're we're approaching the end of uh, the end of April here. It's already April. What is it? Eighteenth, nineteenth. So, by the, the Pirate Series, we're talking about in the twenties, um, the last week of April. So, it, it's time to start getting a feel, and and, and I think he's going to start feeling better about things. So, it, it'd be great to see an Arietta um, breakout start, especially at home. I think the fans could use it. Yeah, and he he's owned the Pirates in his career, so uh, it'd be nice to to see him face a team that he's familiar with. Um, his fastball velocity has pretty much been maintaining; he's around ninety two point six the last time I I'm che- I checked. I'm pretty sure. So about where he's been for the last two years. Uh, I think it's just a matter of his his stuff moves so much that it takes a little bit for uh, for a guy who relies on precision like he does to to find it. Uh, not super worried about Arietta, uh, but whatever. We'll move on. So Friday night we have Ben Lively versus Ivan Nova. Uh, Ivan Nova is just a guy. I mean, he, he it's nothing much there. Ben Lively, he just to me, he's a guy that I can rely on to get me five innings. He may allow three or four runs, but it's gonna be three. It's gonna be five innings. I'm gonna be in the ball game, and hopefully we can score more runs than the opponent that night. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm with you. Right, so listen, the, the the Phillies need to keep winning series, and they need to to get wins. And it, they're going to start to face teams that you're maybe not as. You, you, when you looked at the beginning of the season, you're like, "Oh, the Pirates that'll be an easy one." Maybe not so not so much. So yeah, let, let's get 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 the series started on the right foot Thursday night, and then like you said on Friday night, just go out there, and, and that might might need to be the night that the offense comes out and does big things. Yeah, and we do have a, a second Nola start. Nola versus uh, Stephen Brault on Saturday. Uh, Nola, it's amazing. Nola, we've gotten to the point where it's like, oh, he'll give us seven innings, two but two runs or less. It's it's incredible. Nola's already gotten to that point with us, and he's entering. He's he's playing in his age twenty four season. I mean, Nola is is one of the best fifteen pitchers in baseball. Yeah, it didn't, it doesn't feel like that he's been around for a lot longer than he has been, yep. and one of the reasons. Is that because he came up? He's 21 years old, coming up here starting because he he was. You remember when they drafted him? He was the most, um, I guess, the most major league ready yeah. of the guys. He's that were, viewed as that a quick were, riser. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, no, and you can see it right now. Mature approach behind, um, you know, at in on the mound, and um, he he's also got really good stuff. He does. He has for not being an overpowering pitcher. Boy, can he get swing and miss, swings and misses. And when he's on, he's on. And even when he's not on, he still can get you six innings and, and keep you in the game. So yeah, no, Nola. I think everybody looks at this team and says, oh, we got Arietta and yeah, Nola's pretty good. No, 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 Nola, Nola's very good. And that's a pretty good one-two punch at the top of your rotation. And if they can just figure out a third guy, maybe that's Pavetta, maybe it's Velasquez, maybe it's somebody you got to trade for. But Noel's going to be just fine. It'll be good to see him pitch this weekend. Yeah, I think it's his first home start. So uh, really excited to see what, what, what Noel's going to bring us. And then finally on Sunday, uh, the Phillies have not announced a starter yet. But they will be facing Trevor Williams, who is another guy who has been a part of this 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 Pirates Kind of surprised to start the season. He has a one nine three ERA to start the year, so it's gonna be a tough, tough pitching matchups against the Phils this weekend. Hopefully, the 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 bats will uh, awake a little bit. They were they were asleep in, in Atlanta. It wasn't great, uh, but hopefully they can get back on track. Uh, John, any final thoughts before I let you go back to bed? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Philly fans enjoy this weekend. Hopefully, uh, the warm weather is coming. And when with warm weather down at Citizens Bank Park comes home runs and hitting weather and you know offense. Some of the guys like you mentioned earlier, Santana. Everybody's going to get going here, and um, you know still looking at last last time I was on with with um, with James. I was talking about J.P. Crawford a little bit at the end, and I said, you know, let's get him going. Let's see how he does. Don't give me the Freddie Galvis stuff for, for the people out there. There's a reason why that you, you traded Freddie Galvis is because J.P. Crawford is your future. You saw some you saw some things from him uh, in the last seven days or so. The so, Cano uh, drill. The Cano drill yeah. has changed him. <laughs> I'm all I, John. I'm not even lying to you. I I. What is today? Today's Wednesday. I spent all all Monday thinking about J.P. Crawford. I couldn't get J.P. Crawford out of my head just because of the Cano drill and how he's now he's now hitting bombs into the second deck. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he showed a little bit of power. He's been hitting the the ball. Uh, he's been hitting the ball hard. And um, as you're probably listening to us here on Thursday or Friday or maybe even Saturday, he uh, the Wednesday night game. He also he struggled quite a bit. Did not have a good game. So still talking about a young player. But um, you know, let's let's enjoy these young guys. Let's enjoy the lineup and um, and let's beat the Pirates this weekend. Yeah, and I don't like that Gabe keeps pulling him against lefties. Like eventually he's going to have to face lefties if he's going to be your everyday shortstop. So. Uh, let him figure it out, Gabe. That's that's what I would say to say to him. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the High, Hopes, the High Hopes podcast. Make sure you go on iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. We're just getting started on the High Hopes podcast, so we're curious to see what you guys think of the pod. And uh, we'll be back Sunday night into Monday morning with another episode to start off your work week. Because there isn't a better way to start your work week than with High Hopes. We'll talk.